If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I think we're live, right? <laughs> this is the fourth edition, I believe, of the countdown to 2021 March Madness. As we inch closer to uh, the thing happening, you know, what, what this thing? is this is March first, so this is a big day. And I wanted to play a little Greatest bit of this month of the year. It is definitely that, and there's many reasons why, obviously. Not just the tournament, but, you know, people forget about conference tournaments and they forget about spring training and all that stuff, right? It's very important. And my birthday, I thought, okay. I mean, I completely forgot about that. But uh, (laughs) here, here, I just wanted to give people a little taste. We don't own this music, but I wanted to play it over the mic. Just, it's a remake of the... Oh, no, we're getting DMCA'd. This is, no, this is fine. I hope people like that. I hope they like how loud that was. <laughs> you just blew out everybody. Because I know you did. Earbuds and you just blew their ears off. Well, that's the way it goes. And I'll just throw this up there. This is March. Uh, and we welcome everybody to March because this is a, uh, you know, a great month. And anyone who thinks otherwise is a complete and total moron that I want nothing to do with. But, you know, I, I can't believe there were only 13 days away from Selection Sunday. That's crazy. Crazy. Next week, we will be six days away. We're going to have a tournament. That's all I care about. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be some bumps in the road as there is with the NCAA and how they like to screw things up. But um, if you look right now at the AP poll, which is a complete joke, so we're only going to spend a couple minutes on it. Um, You know, we have a new number two, Michigan jumps Baylor, which isn't surprising. I think it's the right move with the way they do the AP pool. If you lose and the other team that's competing with you and close to you wins, that's how this works typically. So, yeah. Uh, The Big Ten, four of the top seven teams in the Big Ten. You could make the argument it should be four of the top six, that Ohio State should be ranked higher than West Virginia. But yeah. I mean that's insane. And then you look at how much the Big Twelve is involved in the uh, eleven through twenty. You have Kansas at thirteen, Texas at fifteen, Oklahoma sixteen, Oklahoma State seventeen, eighteen Texas Tech. So and then the, the other p- point, and we talked about this before we went on the air. Why is Wisconsin still ranked? I, I, I don't. I don't <laughs> get un- that. Unbelievable. I I I can't even comprehend. Um, looks like BYU. Was the next team behind them? Five points behind them, yeah. Yeah. And the USC. Weird. Despite USC thrashing Oregon, they lost to Utah, so they wouldn't be ranked, I guess. Um, It is encouraging to see that uh, UC Santa Barbara has a vote 
That's pretty interesting. I'm sure that's a West Coast writer who watches them. They're a really good team, but top 25s, come on. <laughs> um, but it is encouraging to see that, you know, and Connecticut only having five is a joke. They're a very good team. Don't care what anybody thinks. Uh, St. Bonaventure, 16, that's a bit much. Tennessee, 19 is way too much. Tennessee should have about as many as UC Santa Barbara has, which is one. Um, so, yeah, there's the AP poll. I've already spent more time than I would have wanted to on it. So we'll flip over to my top yeah. 30, which is the much better and more important deal here. More accurate, too, right? Definitely, yeah. I don't really think anybody thinks otherwise if you look at my screen flickering. Um Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, Illinois, Ohio State. So I do have Ohio State still at five. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's fair to drop them um, more than one spot because I don't think there's a team that should overtake them anyway. Mm-hmm. Because you know, uh, Michigan yeah, State I, loss. You know, losing three in a row, I think, is what everybody looked at rather than who they lost those three to. You know. Yeah, that's what the eight people does. It's not based on quality of wins usually. Right. Um, so whatever. I had I did have to bump Loyola Chicago back a little bit to fifteen. They they haven't been playing very well, so I think I had to do that. Um, you know, I have Texas Tech in the top ten. I really like them. Uh San Diego State is getting a lot better. They're playing really well. Arkansas is another team that I probably could have had higher. I know that they're way up there in the uh AP top twenty five now. I probably didn't do them enough justice. I obviously have UConn in because, come on. I mean, Love UConn's them. a top 25 team. Sure. Uh, well, you have them at 30. Or top 30 team. So. <laughs> what I would say. Uh, you know, Rutgers is in there still. LSU, Missouri, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, North Carolina are close to the top 30. I know I said a lot of things about Georgia Tech last week after what their coach said about their conference. I do have them in the field today. Now they're so. in, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. How does that make you feel? Um, there shouldn't be eleven teams in the ACC. In the I agree. Room. I agree. <laughs> well, right. Let's put the whole conference in there. Let's put uh, seven, seven and sixteen Miami in there. Let's put Syracuse in there. Who can't? Syracuse literally plays zero defense. Let's put them in there. How many do they have in right now? You think six? Seven. Uh, I don't know. One, two, three, four. I have them with seven. Who's your seventh? Duke? Um, Florida Clemson. State, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Virginia Clemson, Louisville. Louisville, North Carolina, Georgia you the, Tech. You have the top seven. Yeah, Clemson is like a three on some people's boards. I have them as a six, but... A lot of people are fans of the Tigers. I really don't think they're that good, but their resume shows that they should be fairly high on there. So that's uh, the way that that is. Um, Let's move away from this now. And uh, the real question here is, are the Blue Bloods back? I don't know what what people count as a Blue Blood. I know some people like count Georgetown as that. That's a joke. Uh, I think there's five main ones. Kansas, yeah. North Carolina, Duke, Michigan State, Kentucky. I would agree with that. I, Are they back? Uh, some maybe. Um, well, Kansas Duke, is way back. Yeah, Duke, no. Um, Michigan State, I you know, they, they beat Illinois, they beat Ohio State, and then they go and lose at Maryland. Um, I You know, maybe it is that home cooking. They yeah, ran into Michigan a Maryland State. team that was even hotter than them. Maryland is playing and really here's well. the other thing. 
Michigan State was terrible at the free throw line yesterday. And mm-hmm. what was Maryland? 23 for 24. Impressive. So that made a big difference. And also, here's how I define these teams. Kansas is 100% in. They have really good wins and some not great losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who cares about that? North Carolina is in right now. I think that they're in a pretty good spot to make it. Uh, they beat Florida State on Saturday. Duke and Michigan State are both teams that I would define as firm bubble. I have Michigan State in. I don't have Duke in. Still some work to do. And then Kentucky I would define as dead unless they win the SEC tournament, which isn't that big of a long shot. I, I, they're 2-11 and 11 against quad one teams, which I was laughing at earlier. Mm-hmm. And they can be 2-11, and 11, which is just absurd. Um but the SEC is not good. If somebody could pick off Alabama, I give Kentucky a good chance. They have a ton of talent on that team. Sure. They've been playing better. They just can't close out games. So if they could find a way to close a game out, if they can get hot, they have a good coaching system, obviously. Calipari is a good coach, but mm-hmm. I'm not trying to talk them up because I'm always a big fan of Kentucky teams. Like last year, I was obsessed with how good their guards were and every single floater that went in. For great, good reason. Great shooting. Yeah. yeah. I thought that they would have made a big run last year, but I wouldn't count them out. You know, Arkansas is probably the second best team in the SEC right now, and they've been a little bit inconsistent prior to this run that they've been on. So Kentucky's dead unless they win the SEC tournament because they are like six and 14 or whatever. But uh, let's see. What else do I have here? Uh, Conference tournaments. There's been some games as I pull out the – Non-Power 6 conference tournament file. <laughs> Need to check do you this keep out. That, do you keep that in your warehouse down there? I do. There's there's also a Power 6 one, which doesn't have any in there yet because there's no bracket. And there's a Devin Booker jersey behind me, 43 points last night. Thanks for coming. Uh, America East, there has been two rounds. So the semifinals will be on Saturday. We'll discuss – there's so many – like the games of the week segment might take an hour itself today, so <laughs> yeah. that should be fun. Uh, Hartford beat Binghamton, so that's the four seed beating the nine seed. You had Albany taking down NJIT by 10, a five beating an eight. And then UMass Lowell had a big comeback against Stony Brook, uh, the six seed beating the seven, so no upsets there. Mm-hmm. Then Hartford beat Albany, and then uh, UMass Lowell beat New Hampshire. So New Hampshire, the three seed in that tournament, is out. Oh wow! So then on Saturday we will see Why UBC. Take them to win. You took Vermont. I took Vermont. So we're on the same boat here. Uh, UMBC will play UMass Lowell on Saturday. That'll be at two Eastern, and then Vermont and Hartford at four Eastern. Those are ESPN Plus games. So thanks ESPN. Yeah, every conference tournament championship will be on like a real channel. Like ESPN Two is what this will be on, but that's usually how they do it. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Big South. One round done. High Point beat USC Upstate and Hampton beat Presbyterian. So today we will have Winthrop, the one seed in the tournament, take on High Point. UNC Asheville, Longwood, a four and five matchup there. Uh, Radford, the two seed in the Big South, will take on Hampton. And then Campbell and Gardner-Webb in the three-six matchup. And then finally, the other tournament that has had games is the Horizon. You had Detroit take down uh, Robert Morris, 83-73. Then you had Youngstown State beat Illinois-Chicago 74-58. Then an upset by Fort Wayne taking down 7 seed Green Bay 89-84. And then Milwaukee took down IUPUI 84-72. So tomorrow you will have uh, Cleveland State-Fort Wayne, who I believe you picked to win this tournament, Cleveland State. Mm-hmm. Then you have Northern Kentucky-Detroit, Oakland-Youngstown State, and then Wright State, who I picked against Milwaukee. So 
that's where we're at in conference tournaments. So there's a, there's more starting this week, and they really all get going next week. Um, I don't know how many there is this week. I'm trying to count this number here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve this week. So that's 15. So then I think we'll have 16 starting next week. If my number is It correct. is March. That is correct, yes. It is March 1st, 2021 at 1.14 p.m. Central Standard Time. All right. Um, let's see. Starting this week, and we'll do this. I'll go through the list, and then we'll make our picks after I go through the list. So I'm just going to go by day here. Wednesday, we have the Atlantic 10, the Ohio Valley, and the Patriot League tournaments all starting. Thursday, we have the Atlantic Sun, the Missouri Valley, and the West Coast Conference. And then Friday, we have the SOCON and the Sun Belt. And then Saturday, the Summit, the Northeast, and the Colonial Athletic. And then on Sunday, we have the MIAC, the Mideastern Athletic Conference, starting on Sunday. So I don't know uh, which tournament intrigues you the most, but I'm going to ask you right now, which one are you looking forward to the most? Uh, looking at them, uh, the Atlantic 10. Um, I think it's it's wide open. Um you know, you have St. Louis, who hasn't been playing well. Um, I think Dayton could still make a run. Uh, there's the top of the Atlantic 10. I think any of those teams could make a run. Yeah, I've come to a couple conclusions in the Atlantic 10 this week. And number one is that none of the teams in the top four are any good. I kind of <laughs> look at it that way now. I just yeah. uh, VCU losing to Davidson and George Mason. I mean, that's right. bad. St. Louis, just I don't know what is wrong with this team. They're way too talented and, and experienced to not be as good as they should be. St. Bonaventure's been up and down. I don't know. They couldn't be VCU that second time. Right. And then um, Richmond is just not what they were at the beginning of the season. I mean, if you look outside of that, Dayton is pretty much they'll upset somebody. That like here, Here's what Dayton is. They'll beat like St. Bonaventure, then they'll lose by 40 to Richmond. So that's kind of what they do. Like they beat the hell out of St. Louis and they've had some horrible losses. Yeah. So it's very inconsistent. That's why I think that it's wide open. Uh, you know, St. Bonaventure should probably win it, but I, yeah, there's I don't two, know. there's two that I'm looking at, and that's the Missouri Valley, which is always the greatest conference tournament in the in the mid-majors for St. Me. Louis or what? Well, I just think there's so many different things that happen. Like, it's been a long time since the number – the regular season champ hasn't won the Missouri Valley Tournament in a uh, long time. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know the exact stat. I'm just guessing. And then the SoCon. I'm a big fan of the SoCon. I don't know who's going to win that. It's very, very loaded at the top. I don't think the UNCG who is leading it is going to win it. So, right. I don't know. And the West Coast is interesting just because it's Gonzaga going to lose. I they mean, only have to play two games. What are they going to lose? Structured the so weirdly. Championship. I mean, oh, I think that's how they. I think that's how they made it so Gonzaga and BYU would show up. Is yeah, probably. They only have to play one game, and then they they're probably going to play each other. Well, I think um, it's kind of always been like that, though. Yeah, you might be right. Because last year Gonzaga almost lost to San Francisco. I think in the semis. Yeah. They had a scare there, and then they. Killed St. Mary's, I think, to win the uh, the West Coast right. tournament. Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's silly though. I mean, the one that is going to be really ugly basketball is probably the Mid Eastern Athletic Conference. That's not going to be, and plus it starts on a Sunday. Who starts their conference tournament on a Sunday? Come on. <laughs> True, it's a little bit weird. The Patriots going to be boring because it's like two teams that have an actual chance, and that's the toothpaste team and then the Navy. So toothpaste. 
Colgate overrated garbage. Best team in the net, bro. What are they on the net these days, I wonder? I don't know. I'm going to take a look at that. It's got to be 10. How, I texted you earlier. How the hell is Houston at number four with three quad three losses? I don't know. I've I've seen people saying that they should be number one or be a number one in the tournament. What do you think of that? Okay, they have. I thought they had. Colgate is now number nine. Did they update the net? Because I'm reading Houston with one quad three loss, which was to East Carolina, which is terrible. Um, yes, eight and one. Yeah, Five and one, two and one. I mean, two and one in quad one is enough to be number four. Come on. I think it's, I don't know. I don't know. Like, why. Illinois is. I think it's lack of games. Don't you think? It's got to be part of it. Yeah, but losing in quad three to East Carolina should automatically eliminate you. I don't know how it works. And being under 500 in quad one should also eliminate you from being in the top five. Iowa, five and six. No thanks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Kentucky is 65th in the net now, so how about that? They've been rising. 2-11 and 11 in quad one. They have a quad three loss to Notre Dame that they were down 20 and should have won that game. But, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kentucky, fifth in strength schedule, so there you go. Um, okay, let's make our conference tournament picks here, and we'll start with the Atlantic Sun, and I think we'll probably go the same way on this one. I don't really know if there's anybody that can beat this team, but go ahead. Uh, I'm going with Liberty. Um, yeah. I mean, does Bellarmine even get to play in it? Let me pull out the bracket. <laughs> because that would be interesting if Bellarmine won it and then came. They are the two seed. So they are playing it. So if they win, does it just automatically go to the guy that got second? Here is what the ter- the bracket actually has a note on there that says, note, Bellarmine and North Alabama are ineligible for the NCAA tournament as tradition transitional teams, but are eligible for the ASUN tournament. If either wins the tournament, the automatic bid will go to the regular season champions. So okay. Liberty doesn't even have to win the conference tournament to get in. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Which is probably fair. I mean, 20 and five. What else are you going to do? Conference. You can't just give it to the loser of the championship. If like, sure. if, if like, if, uh, Let's say Kennesaw State, who's not good, makes a huge run and loses to Bellarmine in the championship. You can't give Kennesaw State the bid. If you won a regular season title, you should get it. But I'm also going with Liberty. This team is elite offensively, 54th in the country in adjusted offense. Um, They're actually really efficient in terms of three-point shooting. They're 13th. Two-point shooting, they're 12th. Free throws are 29th. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at their – Non-steal turnover percentage, 10th in the country. Not a joke, folks. Watch out. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, this is clearly the best team in the golfers. Darius McGee is an excellent, excellent scoring guard at 5'9". So he's not 5'2", like the UMBC guard, but (laughs) 5'9", still a big deal. Uh, How about the Atlantic 10? Um, Like I said before, I think this is the most wide open one. I did say that VCU was the best team in Atlantic 10 two weeks ago. So I'm going to stick with VCU, even though they're uh, not playing the best basketball right now. Yeah, I'm going to go with who I went with in the preseason, which is St. Louis. I just think something's got to give. I think at some point they're going to get going. They're going to be desperate. They're going to be realizing, you know what, we might not make the tournament if we, you know, lose in this 
conference tournament. And I don't think they will make the tournament if they don't win the conference tournament. Right. Right. Um, you know, they're they're the most balanced team in the conference, I think, other than maybe St. Bonaventure. Uh, you look at their their defense is slightly better than their offense, but they're both ranked pretty well. Um, Twelve and five overall. They've only played seventeen games. They're going to be fresh, you'd think, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird. This conference is so varied in terms of games played. Like St. Bonaventure sixteen, VCU twenty three, UMass has twelve, uh, Davidson nineteen, Richmond nineteen, George Mason twenty. It's very weird. I don't. I mean, thirteen games played by Fordham. So I'll take St. Louis. Uh, best rebounding guard in the country, Jordan Goodwin. They have other experienced players like Hassan French. They have Javante Perkins, who I mentioned a couple weeks ago, that can get them going. He announced yesterday that he would be returning next year, taking advantage of the free year. So he's one of the first few players that has actually announced that they're doing so. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how many actually do that. Like, will a big profile guy like Luca Garza do it? I doubt it, but we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going with St. Louis. You're going with VCU. Uh-huh. Let's go now to the Colonial Athletic Tournament. The the CAA, I have uh, James Madison. <laughs> I, went, I went off the board with this one. Okay. I am going with the number four seed in the tournament, Hofstra, mm. to win this tournament because I think that their offense is good enough to cover up how poor their defense is. Okay. And they have a really good coach. I think, um, you know, Joe McCallix has done a great job there. Uh, they do have some interesting losses. I mean, they lost by four twice to James Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're going to get it going. You know, I, they have lost three of the last four coming in, but I still think they have enough talent up front, and their their offense is really good uh, for this conference at least. You know, yeah. Jalen Ray has been one of the – most used players in the country, 17 in percentage of minutes. He plays 91% of the of the minutes in the games wow. on average. So I yeah. like this team. I'm just went, James Madison uh, got beat by one to VCU earlier in the year. So that's why I went with him. You know, earlier in the year means nothing now, but you know, whatever. Um, yeah, they've also beat Hofstra twice. So by four, I mean, that's nothing. Conference tournaments changes everything. Uh, The championship in this game will be on CBS Sports Network, by the way. So shout out. Um, This was an interesting tournament to watch last year. I remember this was – I can't remember who won it, but it might have been Northeastern or Hofstra, one of those two. Uh, Anyway, the MEAC, which I said would have ugly basketball. (laughs) Who are you taking? Uh, Norfolk State. Uh, they're second in the conference um, behind the NCA and T. So I don't know how this works out. NCA and T is seven and one. Norfolk State is eight and four. Uh, NCA and T's overall record, 11 and 10. Not great. Um, and uh, Norfolk State beat James Madison. I kind of got a thing going VCU, VCU uh, versus James Madison. Now, James Madison, uh, Norfolk State beat them earlier. Um, they're 14 and seven overall. They're on a four game winning streak. And uh, they didn't play NCAA A&T at all this year. So going with Norfolk. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Coppin State okay. in this tournament. Uh, they had they had some really bad spells. They're terrible offensively, but they play really hard defense. And I'm going to go with the defense wins championship method. They've uh, they've won three in a row coming in. 
Um, I, I I just they only got beat by, by ten by Duke, so you know. And they lost by thirty to Virginia Tech, <laughs> and they lost by twenty to Iona and seventeen to UMBC and thirty-two to Georgetown. So very inconsistent team, but they do play pretty good defense overall, efficiency-wise. Which all defense efficiency is is how much how many points you give up per one hundred possessions against you know teams. So it's not that impressive. But they're also the fastest team in the country, number one in tempo in the country. So. I'm going to roll with it. I mean, they do have some guys there that have had good seasons. I mean, if you have a a 6'6 guard like Anthony Tark, who's shooting 52% from the field, that'll play. Um, The problem for him is that he's shooting 56% from the line. So that's not good. And 32% from three, but that's fine. Um, Yeah, I'm going off the board. I don't know. They got two players on this team named Tark, so watch out. Uh, they did beat UNC Greensboro by six, who's leading the SOCON, so shout out. Uh, okay, the Missouri Valley. I picked your team, Loyal Chicago. However, you did not, so <laughs> big fan you are. Well, I have two reasons for this, and part of it is because Loyal Chicago is playing very badly going into this tournament. They almost lost to Southern Illinois. Um, they went toe-to-toe with Valpo and almost lost a couple weeks ago. And I'm also rooting for the – It sounds like a win to me. Yeah, but they're not playing their best basketball. <laughs> if they were playing their best basketball, they would have beaten Drake both times, and they didn't. They're struggling to score right now, which is weird because they have the best big man in the conference and probably the best shooter in the conference, but whatever. Um, I'm going with Indiana State. I'm rooting for the three-bid MVC. Bring it which means I want Drake to get to the championship and lose, Loyola Chicago get to the semis and lose, and then Indiana State swoops in, wins the conference tournament, and you have a three-bid Missouri Valley. No way that happens. I'm just saying the team that wins the regular season doesn't ever win the conference tournament in this one. And also, Indiana State's planning on firing their coach, Greg Lansing. Mm -hmm. He's going to save his job with this tournament. Okay. Which is weird that they are planning to get rid of him, even though the conference tournament hasn't even started yet. Interesting. Plus, I mean, 14-9 and nine overall, 120th on Kimbaum is really not bad for the Missouri Valley. I mean, they're top 100 in defense. They're good defensively. They've had some really, really big streaks. They had a three-game winning streak until they lost to Valpo last regular season game. Uh, before that, though, they had a, a seven-game winning streak. They beat Loyola Chicago by five in January. So, I mean, you never know. They play Evansville in the first game. That's where it starts. You got to win your first game. I wouldn't be opposed to Bradley winning this conference tournament either, by the way. So, Bradley, who beat Drake. High hopes. Well, if I'm looking at the bracket here, the uh, championship game is Sunday on CBS. So, that's fun. Uh, you got Bradley, Southern Illinois, Northern Iowa, Illinois State starting on Thursday. So, Loyola Chicago, or Bradley's going to win. They're going to have to get through Loyola Chicago if they want to do that. Indiana State would also have to get through Loyola Chicago in the semis. Mm-hmm. The good thing for Indiana State is if they win that game, they're right in the semis. Just win one and you're one game away from getting there. So I'm doing it. I don't care. I want the three-bid MVC. What about the neck, the Northeast? The neck. I got Bryant, uh, regular season champs. They're on a four-game win streak, and the neck is the just the top four teams. So um, just got to win two games. Easy peasy. Give me Bryant. 
Yeah, I think Brian will probably win, but I didn't go with him. I'm going with Mount St. Mary's. Uh, they lost to Bryant twice by five. Good enough for me. Uh, also, the VCU factor, they lost to VCU by 18. Are they, who, so Mount St. Mary's is in over Merrimack? And Are Great they? Heart? I don't know. I'm asking you. Well, Merrimack is not tournament eligible, so I figured that they would have. Uh, I don't have any clue. I, don't, I couldn't find a bracket. I just saw that it's just the top four teams. Yeah, well, I, hope, they, I hope you picked a team that's not even in it. <laughs> I mean, I just figured since Merrimack wasn't tournament eligible, they wouldn't put them in there if it's only that's four teams. That's true. That's true. Yeah, the 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 women's team is in. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> Maybe. Well, if if they're not in it, then I'm going with uh with uh Brian. I, I don't know. I don't have any clue. How do you even find something like that? Who's actually putting stuff about the neck up, you know? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm going to find this before we go to the next conference, so I'll tell you that. I'm looking. I'm looking. There it is, Wikipedia. Um, it doesn't have anything. I mean, this should be as easy as just making a phone call and you know the deal. I mean, it makes sense for Merrimack not to be in it, right? Merrimack, yeah. I... Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do here. I don't know. Go to the next one. Let me on see if the Mount Saint Mary's tweeted anything. Net conference. By the DraftKings. Here we go. When is it? Where is it? How can I watch it? Will fans be allowed? Okay. Thanks a lot, DraftKings. Mount St. Mary's last tweet said, in a season like no other, we're excited to continue our journey. Qualified 2021 NEC tournament. Nice. So, ha, pick remains valid. Give me the team that barely got in Mount St. Mary's. That was uh, a close one. It got in by default. <laughs> uh, the Ohio Valley Conference. Uh, the OVC. Um, they're doing eight teams, I believe. Um, Belmont's on a two-game losing streak, so I'm going to take Moorhead State, who uh, is taking a four-game winning streak on, and they just beat Belmont in the regular season. So, Yeah, I... Uh... I am taking Belmont, but I was very close to taking Moorhead State. Basically, what I put was Belmont, parentheses, watch out for Moorhead State. Um, so this will start on Wednesday, and Belmont and Moorhead State will both play on Wednesday. Belmont will play SIU Edwardsville, which will be a 40-point bloodbath, and Moorhead State will play SEMO, Southeast Missouri State, and uh, that will be another blowout. Those are ESPN Plus games, of course. Championship of this is Saturday on ESPN 2. So, uh, you know, Moorhead State, not a very efficient offensive team, but they play really well defensively. And you look at what they did um, to Belmont. I know Belmont came back in that game and forced overtime when they probably shouldn't have because they were down like four with like 30 seconds left. But, uh, yeah, I'll I'll take Belmont. But Moorhead State's going to be close, man. And the question really becomes if Moorhead State wins – if Moorhead State beats Belmont in the championship, does 
Belmont get in? Uh, that is, I mean, they, that's a good question. Because Belmont is pretty highly uh, thought of. Yeah. I don't think they would, though. I mean, they're 81st in the net, and they haven't played a quad one game, and they have a quad four loss, so they probably wouldn't. I think they're good enough to get in, but their resume wouldn't let them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take Belmont. Uh, the Patriot League. Uh, I took, you know, the best team, not only in the Patriot League, but maybe in NCAA basketball right now. Uh, they're ranked nine in the net. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, they're called Colgate. Yes, I, I know of them, yeah. <laughs> they're ninth in the net, second <laughs> in their own conference. <laughs> and, I, and I took them just because I know that it would – make you happy you know i took them too i'll take no you didn't i did (laughs) i uh think that they're the best team in the conference definitely even though they uh i mean i'd like to see navy get in though i like uh, that'd be that'd be cool if navy it would but you know it's just like colgate went 11 and 1 in conference they would have been 12 and 1 if they played another game probably but um 69th, which is nice in offensive efficiency, which is good for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat, they didn't even play Navy actually. And if you look at their stupid schedule, Army, Army, Boston, you, Boston, you, Holy Cross, Holy Cross, Holy Cross, Holy Cross, Army, Army, yeah. Boston, you, Boston, you. Yeah. So they played four different teams over 12 games. Right. Not, not great, but actually three different teams. So. And the one game they lost was their second game of the year against Army. They lost by two. I'll be I'll be rooting for the uh, for the forces though. I'll be rooting for Navy and Army. Here's the problem. Say that. Like they're 16th in three point percentage, 15th in two point percentage. Uh, Their free throw percentage 49th, block percentage 22nd, steal percentage 14th. Like their metrics are so screwed up because of how little games they played and how they just beat up on everybody. Well, yeah. You and the thing, the, the worst, between, one of the worst teams in the league, four times. <laughs> the difference between, if you look at their schedule, by the way, none of the teams that they played are ranked inside the top two hundred. So mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the metrics, the difference between Ken Palm and Haslam metrics and stuff like that, and the net is that the net doesn't really have a metric to offset their, I guess, their opponents that they played or something because Ken Palm. With all these stats, them being top 30 in all those stats that I just listed, seventh in effective field goal percentage, fifth in turnover percentage, they're still 92nd overall. So there's a metric there that can adjust things. And I guess the net doesn't have that. That's where they're ninth in the net. It really is so stupid. But, uh, you know, it's 2021. We can't figure out the internet. Everyone that does the net is 95 years old, apparently. Um, The SOCON. This will be one of the best ones to watch. SoCon, yeah. Uh, another one that's that's wide open. Uh, you know, you look at it, and top three teams have all lost five games in the conference. The next three teams have all lost seven. Um, so, really, I think it's wide open. I'm going to go with Wofford, though. They're yeah, I think- uh, three-game win streak coming in. I, I always like teams hot going into the tournament. Any of the four, any of the top five teams in this conference could win this conference tournament. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I would say even top six, maybe, but like maybe even the Citadel, you know. I doubt it. <laughs> uh, so I also picked Wofford. Nice. Um, this is a team that gets into the tournament when they get a chance. Exactly. Yeah, and they have a cool mascot. I didn't really factor that in, but yes. Uh, when that's Mike how I Young, pick all my brackets. By the way, I, I look at the mascots. 
And uh, no, I'm joking. When Mike Young was there before he went to Virginia Tech, they were really, really good. They competed with that Kentucky team that one year when they were a seven and Kentucky was a two in round two. But I like this team a lot. You know, they split a series with UNC Greensboro. They beat Chattanooga by 18, who's the four seed. Uh, They beat Furman to end the season by one. They beat them by eight prior to that. They beat East Tennessee State by five. Uh, You know, them losing to South Florida is a bit questionable. Probably a team they should have beaten. But, um, Clunker. yeah, I don't know. They haven't, their conference losses aren't really bad. I mean, Citadel's not great, but UNCG, VMI, Chattanooga, ETSU are, are fine. But I'll go with Wofford. Uh, always a good offensive team and always a really good three point shooting team. So right. I'll take them there. Uh, let's go now to the Summit League. Uh, the Summit. Uh, I got, I took North Dakota State. I think this is another one that, you know, it, it, any of the top teams have a chance to win this, um, you know, one through four or five. So um, I went with North Dakota State. Uh, I'm not really sure why. <laughs> I went with South Dakota State. Okay. Who's 55th in the country in adjusted offense. Oh, wow. Like them a lot. Now, I should note that they did lose to North Dakota State in their one game series, their two game series. They beat them once and they lost. They lost to South Dakota as well. You know what's weird? They only lost to West Virginia by eight, but they beat Utah State by 24. I mean, how how did that happen? Utah State's, you know, not a great team this year, but they're a upper top five, you know, uh, Mountain West team. By the way, Western Kentucky's taking this game over. They're 15, so they're going to be fine. Just a dominant second half as they needed. They did beat a bad Iowa State team by three. They lost to St. Mary's. They beat Bradley, who isn't that good. But they also beat a team named Mount Marty by 43, so congrats. Uh, but, yeah, really good offensive team. They play fast. They can shoot the three ball with anybody. They're third in the country in three-point percentage. Mm-hmm. So I like them a lot. I'll take South Dakota State. And uh, they possess the ball better than any team in this conference. Really good hold on to the basketball. Do you want it or oh? Exactly. Uh, the Sun Belt Conference. This is a tough one. Uh, I took Coastal Carolina just because they have uh, pretty colors. Um, they're on the on the coast of the ocean. <laughs> Am I giving good insight here, guys? Come on. Uh, no, Coastal Carolina. I I think that uh, I think they got a shot here. And yeah, I don't really know a lot about the Sun Belt, so go ahead and give me some info. I'm gonna go completely off the board. Oh yeah, takes like Texas Arlington or something. Take South Alabama. Okay. For no reason. Okay. Just kidding. Okay, they they had a an eight game winning streak before they lost to Georgia State twice, so just gotta get in. Yeah, I I think this. I I don't really know much about this I can't say that I've watched a Sunbelt game this year so um just kind of throwing it out there so I like Coast Carolina why not I almost went to school there my daughter almost went to school there uh we both didn't go to school there but hey <laughs> they're good in football they are very good in football yeah I, I Michael Flowers is one of the best players in this conference and he plays South Alabama they have a ton of talent. That's what I know about them. I watched them play Georgia State, and all I saw on the floor was talent. Wow. And I like both of those teams. And I know Georgia State's number one team in the conference. South Alabama is going to upset them if they play. 
They only lost to him by three, then they lost to him by nine when they played on the 26th and the 27th. Give me South Alabama. So like much it. talent. I, I got to do it. I, I'm just going to go for it. Whatever. Uh, last one. Wonder who's going to win this one, the West Coast Conference. Uh, I took BYU. There's no way you're taking BYU. <laughs> uh, you're right. I took uh, San Francisco. Once again. Obviously, I took Gonzaga. They got to play two games. Um, one of them is going to be against, you know, San Diego or something, and the other one's going to be against BYU, who they've pummeled uh, at least once. <laughs> yeah, they the last time they played a couple weeks ago when BYU and Gonzaga played. 82-71 last time they played. So not Yeah, Gonzaga went up like 24-6, to and you're like, oh, my God, they're going to kill them by yeah. 70. And then it, it got pretty close, but – yeah, there's no one in this conference even close. Um, yeah. If you look at the West Coast Conference, all KenPom.com team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all Suggs, I.I. I mean, Alex Barcelo is on there for BYU, so shout out to him. But, yeah, I mean, exactly. this team is so much better than everybody else in this conference, and I think they're better than everybody in the country. And he, there's been this whole Michigan-Gonzaga thing going around. Just stop. I maybe, mean, they, maybe they lay down and so they can get two teams in. Who knows? Also, shout out. To Nicholas Beattie, and it is March. Yes, it is March. He's a he tunes into a lot of our stuff and likes a lot of my tweets. So shout thanks, out. Nick. Um, Can I call I, you I Nick? Just, <laughs> I don't see anybody beating them. Top ten in the adjusted offense and defense. Number one in offense now, by the way. Fourth in tempo. I mean, good luck keeping up with them. Yeah. I mean, Loyola Marymount got up to a pretty good start against them. How did that game end? Not good with a Gonzaga 17-point win. And I just, you know, another argument that I saw and I agree with, nobody in the country, Michigan, Baylor, anybody, nobody in the country would be in the West Coast Conference and win every single game handily, going away, every single game. Look at their wins in this conference. I know these teams aren't very good, but, you know, 23-point win, 17-point win, uh, 28-point win, 25-point win, 24-point win, 36-point win, 28-point win, 12-point win, 18-point win, 11-point win, 39-point win, 22-point win. Uh, let's see, where else should I go? 37, 13, 17. They've killed everybody. Right. St. Mary's is not a bad basketball team. BYU's 22nd on Ken Palm. Um, Santa Clara sucks. Pepperdine sucks, but they're not terrible. They're like Nebraska level. If you look at the Big Ten, that's what those teams are. And the only teams in the West Coast Conference that are just horrendously bad is San Diego, and uh, that's about it. Loyola Marymount's almost top 100 on Ken Bob. So this narrative that Portland hasn't won a game in the no, they suck too. Yeah, I forgot to mention (laughs) the worst. But nobody, I, I don't know why we have this narrative that Gonzaga plays in like the Colonial Athletic Conference, you know, or the the Patriot League. And the thing, Gonzaga tries to make their schedule as hard as they can, too. Look at their Man, non-conference. Kansas, West Virginia, Iowa, they were supposed to play Baylor. I mean. And Auburn's not bad. Virginia. Virginia, they, they obliterated. Yeah. Yeah, Gonzaga yeah. is the best team in the country. And any argument against it that is conference-based is just so inaccurate. I mean, it's not fair at all. Because love to hate. Gonzaga can't. It's People not Gonzaga's Gonzaga when they conference. they loved them when they were the Cinderella team. Now that they're good, everybody's like, "Oh, they're not good enough." So yeah, now that they've been elite for twenty years, <laughs> and that yeah, they don't have a national championship, but they have Final Four appearance. And do people realize how impressive it is for them to be as good as they are at the school they're at 
and the conference they're in. Like right. this isn't normal. Like a team right. in the West Coast Conference being the best team in the country almost every year is not normal. Mm-hmm. So it's just unfair to say that, oh, they play in the West Coast Conference, so they're not the best. Marquis I mean, doing work. I think Gonzaga also makes these West Coast teams around them better. Like I don't think BYU would be as good as they are or as thought of as they were if Gonzaga wasn't in this conference. Probably. Which is a fine argument to make, but there's there's four there's a other than Gonzaga, there's four teams in the West Coast that are in the top one oh five on Ken Palm. And two of them are in the top one hundred. So you just gotta, you know. They beat Iowa. They should have beaten Iowa by 20. Iowa got a ton of garbage time points. West Virginia is the only team in non-conference that played with them well. Mm-hmm. So that's the only game that they haven't won by double digits all season. And uh, they scored 87 points. So there you go. Uh, so Gonzaga is going to win the West Coast Conference. If they don't, great. I mean, if they don't, you won't have them coming in undefeated. You won't have the undefeated narrative. That will probably help them if they if they don't. If they lose the West Coast tournament, West Coast Conference tournament, I think they have a better chance to win the national championship. Probably. I don't think but there's any way they lose. Though. There's going to be a narrative of nine days off going when they play their first tournament game. It'll be nine or ten days off, which that's where we go to the next Rothstein breaking news is really where that comes in, which is uh, the fact that the uh, – as I put the folder away. All right. Smile it on the chair back there. Yep. Uh, several teams whose conferences – Conference tournaments end well in advance of Selection Sunday are exploring additional, adding additional non-conference games during championship week in an effort to bolster their NCAA tournament resume. Now, I don't think Gonzaga would do this, but maybe like BYU well, that's does. Unheard of, right? Like, well, yeah, having a non-conference game out, yeah, and you could actually, it, it could also hurt you too. Correct. I mean, BYU yeah, schedules something the, and then loses. But then the, team that does, the teams that are trying to do this are probably really desperate. Like Drake could do this because they need to get in. True. Or, uh, you know. Now, another thing that you got to think about, what if you play somebody, you beat them, and then they have COVID and they give it to you, and exactly. now you can't play in the tournament. So I don't think this is a risk that anybody should take. No. Um, because imagine losing your chance to play in the tournament just because you wanted to play an extra game. That's just stupid. Right. But uh, I don't know. I, I It'll be interesting to see if, like, we have a You'd, pretty high-level team playing a game like this. You would have to be on, like, the four, first four, next four out bubble, yeah, like right, to yeah. even, even think about doing this. And your tournament has to end well in advance, so it's not really going to be any of the Power Six teams doing that. Right. So the teams that would do that are the lower level conference teams like Drake doing it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's we're going to see much of it just because there's such a large risk that comes with it. But uh, who knows at this point? Uh, the NCAA has announced their initial contingency plans if a team can't play in the tournament due to COVID-19. Now, I don't have the full documents here, but I do have some pictures that were posted by the account. I don't know if you have the documents, but of course we're official business. Uh, it's probably on the Sibley website, but separate policies for when a team is forced to withdraw. Here they are. Before the tournament field is released, this is the policy. If an automatic qualifier is unable to meet the medical protocols and participate in the first game, the conference may designate a replacement team. The replacement automatic qualifier team will be appropriately seated and placed in the bracket. So let's just, for example, let's say the Sun Belt Conference is won by Georgia State. And whoever they beat or the number two team in the conference would be picked by the Sun Belt to be in the tournament, I would guess, is how that would go. So, interesting. 
I think this is going to happen with somebody. I think it is. And it's going to be unfortunate if it's like Belmont or Liberty. I don't know. If you're not, like, if you're not trying your dangdest to to not get COVID during this time, then. A lot of teams have done very well with it this year. A lot of teams. So, like, if you look at the Big Ten, how many Big Ten teams have had their own issues? Three? Four. I mean, Michigan State, I think, did. Nebraska did. Michigan did. I don't think anybody else has. Michigan's so, issue wasn't their own issue, though. Yeah, it was a student athlete, and then there Program was a issue. reaction. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this could be interesting. Like, let's say Belmont wins the OVC tournament, and then they have a test positive, or they have close contacts or something, or a tier one, like a coach or something, or a trainer. And then you probably, the, uh, do you think the OVC would step up and say, you know what, let's put Moorhead State in there, even though Moorhead State didn't make it to the championship game, or would they put the team that Belmont beats? That's a good question. Um, I think by that, the rule in the uh, in the uh, NEC or whatever conference we were talking about, sure. wherever Bryant is, or not Bryant, uh, Bellarmine is the OV. Is this? Are we, You're talking about the Atlantic Sun Valley. Oh. Am I, what cover? Oh yeah, Atlantic Sun. Yeah, Atlantic Sun. Okay. So Atlantic Sun, their rule is that the regular season champion gets in. Now I think right. if it's a conference tournament, I think you have to pick the runner up, right? I would think, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. This could get interesting if that happens. Uh, now this is after the field is released. Single bid leagues. This is the rule. The conference may replace its automatic qualifiers and is unable to participate due to quote COVID nineteen with the league's pre-approved contingency replacement team. So. So they already have somebody picked. Well, this is after the field is released, so I don't understand the difference. Right. I don't know. They're probably just picking the the runner-up or the regular season champion. Yeah. Uh, Multi-bid leagues. What was that? You think they would just pick – you think they'd be on the same page of who they're going to pick. Multi-bid leagues, so basically the Big Ten, the Big East, all that stuff. The last four teams not selected as at-large teams – for the original field will be designated as replacement teams. The replacement team will be placed in the bracket in the position left vacant by the vac- vacant by the withdrawing team. So basically, what? if Indiana's last four out, they could get in if one of the last or if one of the uh so yeah, so you're telling me that so if Illinois gets it or if the Big 10 gets in eight teams or nine teams or whatever and four of them all get covid that we could see Penn State in the tournament I don't think it's I don't think it's in the league. Okay. I think it's just the last four, like first four out. Teams. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I thought, but we yeah, could right. see we could see Indiana as a one seed. I think is what this is saying, right? Let's Would they see. be just filling the place? It says the replacement team will be placed in the bracket in the position left vacant by the <laughs> team. So if Baylor is knocked out, we could see like Seton Hall as a one seed. That is just that is insane. weird. That is super weird. Well, this is after the field is released, so what else can they do? True, true. Well, they're all playing just, in the same place. What do you mean? What can they do? They can change. Yeah, but you can't just. Oh yeah, yeah, because you know there's too much money riding on it. I get it. Okay, I get it. If you already have matchups set, you can't change like seven different matchups for one team. You could try it. Well, I don't think that that would be a mess. You could uh, put a, you could have put a two weeks in between. Selection Sunday when the tournament starts might have made it a little easier. 
Yeah, but the, the would that be two weeks for scheduling, or would it like teams are more likely to have issues if it's two weeks? Basically, they're saying they want to have everybody locked in forty eight hours before. Okay. The uh, it says replacement teams will be only will only be introduced into the championship within forty eight hours after the announcement of the field, and at no time thereafter. So, so then, we have a situation where a sixteen seed moves on to the second round. Correct. <laughs> This could get messy. I hope it doesn't. I don't think it will. I hope it doesn't. You had 97% of the teams playing now. Just because they went to Indiana, they're just going to catch COVID. I mean, these protocols have to be really tight, and teams can't be stupid. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. I don't think anybody's going to be. You'd be surprised. (laughs) That's true. That's true. All right, let's look at the net rankings, just because it's such a disaster right now. And, I mean, what, what, what are these rankings? Seriously. The top five makes no sense. Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, 100% on board. Houston and Iowa over Illinois, Alabama, and Ohio State. And Colgate, you kidding me? (laughs) Come on, what are we doing here? I don't – do you think that they're factoring in the net rankings as heavily this year? They shouldn't be. I don't think they are. I think they should factor Ken Palm in more than the net rankings at this point. Honestly, I really believe that. Like, Colorado is 13th in the net rankings. They have three quad one losses. Two horrendous Pac-12 teams. Utah, California, and Washington are horrible, and they lost all three of them. That's why your whole narrative about how good Colorado is, come on, let's be honest here. They lost a Utah 93rd team in the net. They lost a Cal 188th team in the net. They lost a Washington 199th team. So we have a three, three quad three loss Pac-12 team is 13th right now. I don't either. I really don't. I don't either. Yeah, I don't. It's really good, though, so I don't blame them. <laughs> they lost to Washington and Cal. So. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, how about the fact that uh, Colorado's 25 spots higher than UCLA, who leads the conference? I don't know, man. All I see is teams like Loyola Chicago, and I don't get it. All right. I think we I don't I don't really think we had to go there, but that's fine. I mean they're go, an elite club. Go Colgate. Anyways. Yeah, uh, the net rankings suck. And the NCAA is never good at doing things like this, so it doesn't surprise me one bit. Well, Chicago has zero quad three losses, so that counts for something. True. Uh let me ask you this one. I saw this on Twitter. Uh-huh. Do you think we should have a public Bracket updated every day for the entire season because I don't think we should, but some people think that. No, what like what? I have great respect for the person who said this, but I won't name names. But like after week one, they want a bracket. I don't know if it's like the weeks leading up to the tournament or if it's the, week one. okay. I think the surprise of it is too large. He's saying that the committee needs to have a running bracket at all times. A bracket where people can see what they're thinking, I guess. No. I mean, the bracket did get leaked a couple of years ago, so that might happen again. No. I think that's silly. What would be what would be the excitement of your team sitting around waiting to see if you got in the tournament or not? Yeah, I don't like it either. I like the mystery of uh, everyone just thinking, you know, the committee's really stupid, but how stupid are they? <laughs> right, and then you can question them the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, all right. Let's move on now to 
the bracketological version parts of this, uh-huh. which will be a, a, a look at my updated uh, field of 68. I'm glad I started this last week so I didn't have to update it before then because this is so much easier. But um, <laughs> I texted you earlier, 31, a lot of movement. Oh. 31 different changes were made in this week's edition. So, And that is not just like bumping a team from a number two, two seed to a number four, two seed. This is like seed movement and then in, out, in, out, and then a couple automatic qualifier changes. But let's see before I, I I think I forgot to change something on here. Uh I think like, I think I still had Colgate, even though I believe Navy. No, I got it. Okay. Here we go. All right. So there is a new one seed in town. And uh, that is Illinois as the number four one seed. So we wow. have Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Illinois, which we're Illini fans. I'm not <laughs> being biased. A lot of people have done this. Uh, yeah. CBS did it. Other people did it. It makes sense. Um, I think everybody has. I don't know anybody that hasn't moved Illinois into the fourth. Now, here, this is where the question comes in. Do you put Illinois as a one seed if they lose to Ohio State again? I don't think think you can justify that. No, I don't think you do. Um, And it's going to be interesting with Illinois. uh, These next two games, they play Michigan and Ohio state. Um, IO still day to day. Um, So I don't know how Illinois is going to hang on to a one seed. If they win one of the next two, I guess they would. But then what about the big 10 tournament? If they lose their first round game, you know, it's, yeah, obviously I'm not a part of the committee or I don't know the thinking. I'm way smarter. But um, anywhere sweet bandanas. So. Exactly. Here's how I would look at that. If Illinois beats Michigan without Iowa, there are yes. automatic ones what happens ever. Yeah. Now, even if they lose to Ohio State on Saturday, if they beat Michigan without Iowa or with them, you gotta Still put them in there no matter what. They could lose to Rutgers in the Friday Big Ten tournament game, and I'd still have them as one seed. Yeah. Because that would be nine quad one wins. No one's topping nine. Right. And the only team that would top nine is Baylor with how many quad one games they have coming up. So, And that's another thing. Like, How is Illinois behind Houston and Iowa in the net, even though Illinois has the most quad one wins in the country? I mean, it makes no sense. Right. Plus no quad three or four losses. Which yeah. One. Right. Anyway, uh, two seeds, couple movements uh, here. Three new, or uh, yeah, I guess three different two seeds now. Uh, Ohio State moves on to the one line of the two seeds. Uh, Alabama, Iowa, West Virginia are the two seeds. So I, I kind of do a field of 68. I'm not actually going to go region by region until the Saturday before Selection Sunday. I'll do that, or I guess the Sunday before Selection Sunday. I'll go region by region and break down uh, the matchups, which I don't know. I guess we'll probably be doing a Monday show after Selection Sunday. Probably to be able to get notes on all the matchups. What day selection Sunday? Sunday the four thirteen days from now, fourteenth, right? Might be out of town. <laughs> well I'll have to go. I'll 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 be able to go live though. It's the fourteenth of selection Sunday, and we'll probably just do a show on the fifteenth. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> All right, so Iowa moves up, West Virginia moves up, so there's uh, two more new two seeds moving up. Three seeds, I have Houston, Villanova moves down from two to three. Florida State uh, 
remains there. And then Texas Tech jumps up on to the three line. Four seeds, three new four seeds. Kansas goes from a five to a four. Then you have Oklahoma State, or I guess Kansas State at a four. I don't know why I read that wrong. Nice job by me. <coughs> Oklahoma State moves up from five to four. Arkansas goes from six to four. Texas goes from five to four. So three Big 12 teams in the four line. Uh, the five line, we have USC staying there, Purdue staying there. Oklahoma goes from a Oklahoma goes from a uh, two to a five. So a big drop for them. They lost to Kansas State and Oklahoma State. They have play Oklahoma State tonight. Virginia Tech goes from a four to a five. Uh, six seeds, we have Virginia. Clemson moves up from seven to six. Creighton stays on the sixth line. BYU moves up from seven to six. Seven seeds, Tennessee drops from a four to a seven. LSU and Florida, the seven seeds is all SEC, by the way. Uh, LSU and Florida stay there. The Missouri goes from a six to a seven. Eight seeds, Rutgers and UConn stay. San Diego State is on fire, so I moved them up from, I believe, to a 10 to an 8 or something, or maybe 9 to an 8. And then Maryland moves up from 10 to 8. Uh, then we have nine seeds. Loyola Chicago stays as a nine. I drop Wisconsin from eight to nine. Anybody who has Wisconsin better than an eight is insane. I know some people do. Boise State um, drop. They lost both games to San Diego State, so I dropped them a seed eight to nine. Uh, UCLA stays in the nine. They're now the automatic qualifier in the Pac-12 right now, leading that conference. You have Xavier going from nine to ten. Oregon, Louisville, and Colorado staying on the ten line. Elevens. Wichita State, North Carolina, Colorado State. And then you have Drake and Michigan State as the playing game on the 11 line. So that makes for an interesting uh, scenario. That's a two-bid Missouri Valley. So uh, 12 seeds. Western Kentucky dropped them from 11 to 12. They lost. They got killed by Houston. St. Bonaventure stays at 12. Winthrop drops or goes from 13 to 12. I had Belmont go from 12 to 13. Georgia Tech is in the field, even though I trashed their coach and their program last week. They're in. VCU's in as well. That's a play in there. Georgia Tech, VCU. Belmont goes from a 12 to a 13 after losing to, I believe, who did they lose to? They lost to Morehead State, but I think they lost another game too. Jacksonville State or something? Two in a row. Uh yeah, they've had some stinkers recently, but I guess getting them out of the way before the conference tournament should help. You can look, unless you're looking. I'm not. <laughs> okay, I'll look. I'm on it. Um, they lost to Eastern Kentucky and Moorhead State. Lost to Eastern Kentucky by 14 and Moorhead State by 7. Rough. All right. UC Santa Barbara, Toledo, Wright State. That's the 13s. 14s, you have Liberty, UNCG, Abilene, Christian, Navy. 15, South Dakota State out of the Summit, Eastern Washington, Big Sky, and the MAAC, Siena. And then Grand Canyon out of the WAC, who I believe lost to Seattle this week. So there's that. Uh, James Madison and UMBC, 16 seeds out of the CAA and the American East. Uh, Prairie View A&M and Bryant is a play-in game. And then you have North Carolina A&T and Texas State, as a playing game in the 16th. So 31 changes. Wow. Last four in Drake, Michigan State, Georgia Tech, VCU. First four out Duke, St. Louis, Stanford, Indiana. And then the next four out Ole Miss, Richmond, Seton Hall, Utah State. So Duke is close. Impressive. If Duke makes a run in the ACC tournament. You're still loving on St. Louis, aren't you? Yeah, I almost kept them in. 
<laughs> I just, I just think that they're so much better than they should be. I don't know, or they're they're so much worse than they should be. True. All right, bids by conference: Big Ten nine, Big Twelve seven, ACC seven, SEC six, Pac twelve, and Big East both with four, three from the Mountain West, and then two from the Missouri Valley, the West Coast, the ATN, and the American Athletic. So the American Athletic. If Wichita State can win that conference, that was always going to be a one-bid conference with Houston. But if Wichita State can win the American Athletic Tournament, they have a good chance. If they can get there and uh, lose in the championship, another good chance. So Wichita State could get in. They did make their uh, Isaac Brown the head coach. He was the interim. They beat Houston. Now he's the head coach. So he's done a really good job there, especially with the scenario, the situation that they had going on there with what happened with Greg Marshall beating players or whatever. So. The fact that they're even in the conversation is really impressive. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the field of 68 for this week. There will be changes next week, maybe. I don't know if I'm going to wait another week to do that, but the bubble is where the next conversation goes as I exit the tab. Uh, the bubble. What do you think about the bubble? Who do you like on the bubble? Um, I think that uh, VCU is uh... – Sitting on the bubble right now, aren't they? Yeah, I have them as last four in. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of te- – Seton Hall, I think, is close. You don't have them in, do you? No, I have them as a next four out – or a last uh, first four out maybe. Okay. Or no, I have them as next four out. Next four out. Yeah, I think Seton Hall uh, is – they're, they're they, I think they lost two, um, so – I don't think they have a chance unless something crazy happens. Um, but yeah, just looking at like Michigan State, you know, f- somehow finally getting in there. Uh, Xavier, I think, is another one that people either have in or have out uh, sitting right there. So, yeah, they're Xavier's a close team. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I have them as a 10, but yeah, they're close. They lose another bad game, they might be done. But right. a bubble team that I love that I think could make a run if they got in is actually St. Louis, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Sure. Um, but I don't know. It's going to be really hard for them to get in if they don't win the, the uh, A-10 tournament. So, right. Right. I'd love right. to see Ole Miss get in somehow if they could win the SEC tournament. I doubt they will. Next four out right now for me. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. The bubble is strong. Like the fact that we have Duke and Michigan State on the bubble together, right? Yeah, too. I mean, right. Whew. Also, Minnesota's dead. Yeah. So. Get get Izzo into the tournament, and I think that Michigan State can run. They but, can get at least to the second round. Yeah. Yeah. So. Izzo's made made for March. Is that what? Wait, what's he say? Monday, t- Sunday, Izzo, Tuesday. I don't know what he says. <laughs> You guys, you guys, you guys get what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Upset of the week. Should be uh, obvious, right? I put Bradley over Drake, right? Obviously. <laughs> I don't. Who else played, Ethan? You can't just throw things out at me like you're thinking. Michigan State over Illinois and Ohio State's huge no, upsets. I don't. Not when I'm with Izzo at home. But how bad they've been. Don't care. Flip the switch. Don't care. I'm going with them. Okay. Uh, they're starting to play their way into the field of 68. Of course, they lost to Maryland to cap the week off, but what can you do? All right, team of the week. 
Uh, I put Gonzaga. Um, a lot of people are hating on him, you know, playing a cupcake league, blah, blah, blah. But if you, if you finish your regular season undefeated, you deserve to be team of the year probably, but team of the week for me. Finished off a 24-0 season. Uh, that's who I got. I went with Oklahoma State. Yes. They beat good. Texas Tech by five in overtime. They beat Oklahoma by four in overtime. Cade Cunningham has been unreal the last couple of weeks. He is a player also made for March. So Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Cunningham, Thursday, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Uh, player of the week. Cade Cunningham. Yep. Obviously. 20 points, five rebounds, two assists against Texas Tech. 40 points, 11 rebounds, one assist, three steals against Oklahoma. Yeah, very good. Very now, good week for the number one draft pick. If you want to have a bit of an argument about this, okay, and someone making a case for somebody else, maybe you do it in the uh, Horizon tournament. Do we do that? <laughs> do I'll, I'll I'll give you that? I'll give you the the case here. Okay, give it to me. So. Here's what happened, right? Uh-huh. Okay, I can't find it. Okay, here we go. Uh, Detroit and IUPUI, right? Yeah. Detroit beats them uh-huh. 90 to 88. Antoine Davis. Very good win. A guard for Detroit. Played 37 minutes. He had 43 points. Two, uh, two rebounds and one assist. 15 for 28 from the field, 6 for 10 from 3, 7 for 8 from the line. So he had 43 points and only 7 points from the line. You can make an argument that that's a conference tournament game. Obviously, it's the Horizons, so it's really not that big of a conference deal, you know. But Mm -hmm. 43 points in a conference tournament game, that seems good. I don't know about you, but. That is very good. That's like Teddy Allen against Penn State, you know, and then then he comes back and has like 3 points the next game. So then he leaves. And now he's gone. Yep. <laughs> Very exciting. Uh, okay. <laughs> All-American team picks, I think. Wait, no. What I have next? Uh, oh, winners yeah. Winners and losers. Forgot about that. Go for it. Uh, losers. Uh, we'll start with Belmont. Uh, we just talked about I mean, we kind of talked about most of these teams during the show. So, uh, But lost Moorhead State. Um, you told me to put them on there, so I did. <laughs> They have had a rough week. They haven't been yeah. playing the way they were during the regular season, which maybe it'll be for the best. Maybe they'll get going. Yeah. Sense um, of urgency. Um, I put VCU down just because uh, if, if they end up, you know, tanking in the Atlantic 10, do they still get an automatic bid? Um, will they still be looking? Have some pretty brutal losses. Yeah. So uh, I thought VCU was a loser. I think we've uh, mentioned VCU more than any team in this well, podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is the only team we talk about. Um, Duke uh, lost to Louisville, uh, basically sealing their fate, I believe. Uh, bubble team no more, I'm going to say. But maybe mm. they maybe they make a run in the in – the, I don't know who they play, who they have left to play. But um, a lot of people thought that that game was winner in, loser out. So. Okay, here's what I'll say about Duke. They're still firmly within striking, striking distance. distance. 
uh, you know, CBS has them as a last, a first four out team. I also have them as a first four out yeah. team. So, I mean, they play their next two games are Georgia Tech and North Carolina. So, I mean, you win both of those, yeah, make a little run. Who who knows what happens? The problem for Duke is that they have some really bad losses. Like Michigan State's not a great loss. It's not the worst loss they have though. I mean, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh is a bad loss. Losing to Louisville twice isn't great. Um, Notre Dame. Bad loss. Miami's a really bad loss. That was Miami without some of their best players in that game. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, like you said, if they if they beat Georgia Tech, North Carolina, they have a really good chance. I think um, right. that would put them at thirteen and nine, twelve and eight in the conference. They'll be close. Still a chance. Yeah. Um, next, I have Seton Hall, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, they've lost two in a row. I believe that they're definitely out now um the big east i don't how many teams do you have four getting in it's kind of of between xavier and seton hall who gets that four spot because i have four i guess i did villanova creighton yukon and then xavier i think so seton hall and xavier sitting on the bubble but seton hall's lost two in a row this week so uh they're going to be struggling to get in I have four in the Big East. I have them as a next four-out team. I think some might have them as a first four-out. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, Seton Hall's in big trouble. Yeah. Um, I put Ohio State down. I know that they're still a two-seed, whatever, but they got moved off the one one line. They lost three this week. Um, so, trending in the wrong direction. Uh, two more Big Ten teams. Minnesota, uh, five-game losing streak, lost to Nebraska. Dead. Uh, See you later. Indiana, three-game losing streak. Dead. See you later. Uh, I put Drake uh, because after losing to Bradley, um, they're they're sitting there on a fine line uh, on the bubble. Boise State is one that I put down because – That's not uh, fair. <laughs> they lost two to, to San Diego State, I know. But now they're fourth in the Mountain West. Uh a lot of people have Colorado State getting in now. Um, I have three Mountain West teams. Yeah, I'm sure you have Colorado State, Boise State, and San Diego State. Yep. And then uh, Utah State is actually ahead of them um, in, good on in them. the conference. So, They're dead. Yeah. Uh, Villanova dropped, I think, in everybody's brackets after losing to Butler and, and dropped in the AP. How about so. Butler? Did you pick them as a winner of the week even though they suck? Uh, no, because what did their win do? Hey, Villanova and Seton all those are good wins. Yeah, who cares? Momentum for the Big East tournament. Maybe upset, upset of the week <laughs> over Bradley. <laughs> yeah, that, in my Michigan State pick, I didn't even think about Butler. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so those are my losers. Uh, winners, I got North Carolina uh, went in. I, I believe they went into Tallahassee and uh, beat Florida State. I think they were at home for that game. Okay, well, they stayed home and they beat Florida <laughs> State. <laughs> um, UConn, two wins this week uh, in the tournament, your team. I know you love Book Knight yes. and uh, everything he does. Uh, Georgia Tech, who we talked about earlier, four-game win streak back in the tournament. Um might not be joining, you know, with four other teams or whatever. Not having Georgia 11, Tech's but. biggest problem is two quad three losses. They lost to Mercer by ten, and then they—I don't know if this was an overtime game. They lost to Georgia State one twenty-three to one twenty. So oh. I don't know. It had to be overtime. Wow. Um, yeah. 
that's uh, not good. It um, isn't good, no. I put Illinois down. Uh, I know we do an Illinois podcast. But, Biased. Uh, after losing to Michigan State, uh, they won back-to-back games without I.O., uh, which included a road win in Madison, which is always big, and uh, did it without an All-American, basically. And even with 20 tur- turnovers, they decided somehow to win that game. Um, even when Trice wants to score 19 points with four minutes, two minutes left. Um, yeah. But moved up to the one seed in a lot of people's eyes. Uh, we'll see if that sticks. But Let me just uh, real quick. Yeah. That game was four overtimes. Wow. Georgia Tech, Georgia State. <laughs> First game of the year for both. That's crazy. You had – Players on Georgia State with 22, 26, 21, and 22. Those are starters. <laughs> and then you have players on Georgia Tech with 29, 31, 24. Uh, they, Georgia State took 95 shots. Georgia Tech took 99. Whoa. 32 for Georgia Tech. 33s for uh, Georgia State. This is the best part. 59 free throws for Georgia Tech. That's insane. 38 for Georgia State. And Georgia State won this game. That's so, insane. I don't know how I forgot about that game. Also, just for fun. Because uh, <laughs> you forget about games that happened a week ago. What do you mean? Yeah. Uh, Moses Wright, a senior forward for Georgia Tech, had 31 points and 19 rebounds. Dang. So, one rebound away from 20. That's weak. Weak. He played two two games, though. That's two games of stats. Yeah, the overtimes were 46 to 43 combined. <laughs> Four overtimes. It's like an NBA game, except yeah. the NBA teams would take about 53 instead of 30. True. True. Uh, back to winners. Uh, Maryland, uh, five-game winning streak. Beat Michigan State after they beat two really good teams in Illinois. And Ohio State, uh Basically, getting themselves playing themselves into the tournament. Is this uh, Turgeon's best work at Maryland? I the turnaround that they've had, I would say so. Well, they um, lost their two best players. From yeah, last absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I, other than the Illinois game, I haven't watched Maryland play much. So I, I don't. Aaron know. Wiggins is emerging as a uh, their best player at this point. I mean, they still have good veterans and stuff, but they probably shouldn't be as good as they have been. Right. Like, right. them and Michigan State both lost their two best players. So, both of those players were a big man and a guard. Michigan yep. State took a long time to get going. Maryland kind of did the same, but they've been better overall. And Maryland has too good a quality wins to not get into the tournament. Right. Yeah. Like if you look Especially at their now. wins. And they're they're 9-9 nine, nine in the Big Ten. I mean, if you're 500 in the Big Ten, you're getting in. They're 5-9. and nine. In quad one, their wins are over Illinois, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Purdue, and Minnesota. So, pretty good. Yeah. And then everybody wants to talk about, oh, you got beat by Maryland. Like, Maryland's proving that they're a good enough team. So. I mean, all of Illinois' losses look pretty good at this point. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State, I got as a winner. Like I said, they beat, and we've said it a lot, they beat Ohio State and Illinois. In the past week, so they're in. Uh, and then Colorado State, uh, who's on a three-game winning streak right now, uh, basically um, there's kind of a three-way battle there, I think, um, in the Mountain West. So I would call it a one-way battle. Right one-way. San Diego State. Well, yeah, but I'm saying for, for them to get two other teams in. 
right? Yeah, I don't think Utah State has a chance. Okay. All right. Uh, I think Boise State, San Diego State, and Colorado State will be the three teams again. Unless Utah State is carried by – That's what a lot of people have. And wins the Midwest Tournament. Yeah. Um, And last one I have, uh, Xavier beats Creighton this week and uh, gets themselves played in right now. So – that's yeah, it. the Big East makes no sense. Nope. Villanova's not very good. I mean, they're good, but Villanova and Virginia both are completely overrated this year. Villanova's better, but Virginia sucks. True. Virginia's not as good as they should be, completely overrated. Uh, you know, way it goes. Uh, All-American teams. I got all three teams. A lot of controversy coming. I'm just going to list them. Not going to go two and them because we're already hour 20 in. So. <laughs> yeah, we got an hour worth of games of the week, apparently. So <laughs> It's going to be a long one. Uh, first team, let me know if you have any issues with this. Okay, okay let's hear it. First team, Io DeSumo, Cade Cunningham, Corey Kispert, Drew Timmy, Luca Garza. So Illinois, Oklahoma State, Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Iowa. Uh, I'm okay with that. Uh I don't know how Timmy's been playing lately, but he would be the third or fourth guy in national player of the year if I were voting. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think he's averaging like nineteen and twelve or nineteen and eleven or something. Interesting. Somewhere around there. I don't know, but uh he's very good. I don't know. I mean, you look at second year guy, gotten much better. One of the best players on Gonzaga. Gonzaga has a big three, but they also have very good players around him. He's averaging eighteen and seven, but sixty five percent from the field. Uh, 18.9 is more like 19. Yeah, 19 and 7. But 65% of the field, right? And you look at it, he could be most improved. I mean, he averaged 9 and 5 last year. Yeah, his mustache is terrible, though. All right, that's a ricochet shot. <laughs> uh, second team. Obviously, Davion Mitchell, right? Easily. Jalen Suggs, Jared Butler, Hunter Dickinson, Kofi Coburn, two centers. So the difference between this one and the last one is I moved, I flipped Butler and Timmy. So Butler's mm-hmm. second team. Okay. Any issues? Seems fair enough. Now this is where we get a little a little crazy. I have two forwards and two centers in the third team. Okay. <laughs> My guard is Quentin Grimes from Houston. He's carried them. Don't know why I said Houston, but Houston. Quentin Grimes, transferred from Kansas. He's been their best player. And I'm picking him over Marcus Carr and any other guard you can think of. Don't care. Taking him. Trace Jackson Davis has too good of numbers. Even though Indiana sucks at this point, his numbers are too good for him not to get in. Plus, he's controlled the narrative of being a second or third team guy the whole year. Um, Isaiah Livers, Charles Bassey, and Evan Mobley. So I took five centers, four forwards, Five guards. Seems fair enough. I don't think my numbers are accurate on that. One, two, three, four, five. Four. So who 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 do people think that you should have instead? I guess is. Um. I don't know. Okay. Marcus Carr. Do people think that? Eh, Marcus Carr would be third team, maybe. At best. I'll take Quentin Grimes, thanks. He's on a team that actually wins games and can win on the road. Ouch. Uh, Maybe some people would take – what's his face from that one team? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
who am I thinking of? Maybe some people will think Cam Thomas should be All American third team because he's averaging twenty three points a game or whatever. Mm-hmm. From LSU, uh, maybe people think someone from Alabama could be on there, like Shackelford mm-hmm. or Herb Jones has been a popular guy, or Carlique Jones from Louisville, or David Duke from Providence, not the other David Duke that existed. Uh, okay, games of the week. Now this is gonna this is gonna this is gonna be a lengthy one, I think. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go for it, I guess. A lot of talking. I'm gonna pause yeah. it every day and we're gonna discuss, you know, who's who and what's what. I'll be here. You just let me know when you want my input. 4 p.m. Central Center time today on ESPNU. You have Dayton and St. Bonaventure. So St. Bonaventure needs a nice win going into the A10 tournament. We'll see. We have the quarterfinals of the Big South tournament, Winthrop High Point, UNC Asheville Longwood. Radford Hampton and Campbell Gardner Webb. Those are ESPN Plus games, I believe, and those will be happening all night. North Carolina Syracuse, a bubble game. Syracuse is dead. Don't even think about trying to put them anywhere near the field. They don't play any defense. They lose a lot of games. No, I'm, I'm good on Syracuse. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's by far the game of the night. A rematch of Saturday's overtime game. And then Arizona, Oregon. So Arizona, once again, just they're not eligible for the tournament, but they're a team that can. Give you some issues, so <clears throat> that's what I do. ESPN two probably a Bill Walton game, so that'll be interesting. can't beat that. Now tomorrow is where we get good, good games. Baylor West Virginia at four p.m. Central Standard Time on ESPN. Will you be watching that game? What time? Baylor West Virginia four o'clock. I hope so. Leading into six o'clock, Illinois Michigan. Then the quarterfinals, the Horizon Tournament. Now, this this will be something for you to keep an eye on with your Cleveland State boys taking on Fort Wayne. Not an easy matchup. Fort Wayne had a big win over Green Bay. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, then you got Northern Kentucky and Detroit. Can Antoine Davis have 40 points again and get them a win? Find out next on ESPN Plus on Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> Oakland and Youngstown State, and then you have Wright State and Milwaukee. Uh, so I'll be keeping an eye on Wright State, see if they can get a win. Now, let me – Tell, let me tell you these next two massive bubble games. You tell me which one is more important or which one you're looking at the most. And I have a feeling our answers on this will be similar. Indiana okay. and Michigan State, Duke and Georgia Tech. I think Duke. I think that game's bigger, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if – I mean, I don't know. Those are, but I think if Duke is going to get in, they have to win. Um, Michigan State still – could get in without beating Indiana, I believe. Yeah, it is a home game, though. You'd like for them to win that. And Indiana's done. That's the difference. Like, Duke right, and Georgia exactly. Tech both have a chance. Indiana doesn't. Right. Uh, Wisconsin and Purdue. See if Wisconsin can get something going, man, because they've been playing so badly. Like, the only player that shows up just about every night for them is Dimitri Trice. And now they're at Purdue, and Purdue's a very good team with a very deep rotation. And Purdue, I texted you this Guarantee Purdue will be top four in the Big Ten next year. So there's mm-hmm. that. Uh, Wednesday is a big conference tournament day. So you have the first round of the OVC tournament. There's four matchups, two of them on Wednesday, two of them on Thursday. You have Belmont and SIU Edwardsville, Moorhead State, and Southeast Missouri State tomorrow. So we'll see Belmont and Moorhead State in action, probably on ESPN Plus tomorrow. Uh, first round of the Patriot League tournament, you have the 8 seed versus 9 seed, 7 seed versus 10 seed. No seeds announced yet. Uh, Missouri at Florida. So Missouri, another team that's been struggling hard. This is SEC Network. Missouri has to get something going. UConn, Seton Hall, must win for Seton Hall. 
Mm-hmm. No other way around it. Uh, Louisville, Virginia Tech. That'll be an interesting ACC game. Uh, Creighton and Villanova. So a big-time FS1 Big East doubleheader on Wednesday with UConn, Seton Hall, and Creighton, Villanova. UCLA, Oregon on ESPN2. So another late night, probably Bill Walton. Uh, Pac-12 game with two of the better teams in the conference. Stanford, USC. I tend to think Stanford is dead, but USC could use a win here. Then you have the first round of the A-10 tournament, which will be 12 and 13 against 11 or uh, 12 and 13 playing each other, then 11 and 14 playing each other. So that's Wednesday. You're going to have a total of six conference tournament games, and then it gets even crazier on Thursday. First round of the OVC tournament continues. Jacksonville State and Murray State take on each other. Eastern Kentucky and Austin P. PA, I don't know what the hell it is. Uh, the first round of the Atlantic <laughs> Sun Tournament is on Thursday. You have Liberty and Kennesaw State. You have North Florida and North Alabama. You have Bellarmine, Stetson, and Lipscomb and FGCU. How fun would it be if Florida Gulf Coast found a way to get into the tournament? That would be funny, right? Am I right? Nailed it. Big South semifinals are on Thursday. Second round of the A-10 tournament is on Thursday. You have the 8 and 9 playing each other, 7 and 10 playing each other. Then you have 5 will play 12 or 13, and 6 will play 11 or 14. The best mid-major conference tournament starts on Thursday. Bradley, Southern Illinois, kickoff, Arch Madness, the Missouri Valley, and the Northern Iowa, Illinois State. Round 1 of the West Coast tournament, San Francisco and San Diego, then Santa Clara, Portland. will play each other. Texas and Oklahoma play on Thursday, so a big game for Oklahoma if they lose tonight. See if they can get anything going before the Big 12 tournament and beating Texas. Arizona State, Colorado. See if Colorado can uh, not suck as they have at times and overrated. But Michigan State, Michigan, big rivalry in-state game. Michigan State would guarantee a spot if they win this game. They got to win one or two. They play twice, right? Yeah, they play twice. So I think they win one of those they're in. And Oklahoma State-Baylor is going to be a fun matchup. The first time these two played, Cade Cunningham did not play. Now we'll get to see him take – I don't know who's going to guard him because he's 6'8". Baylor's got a heck of a schedule this week. Yeah, and, said, they've been, and they've been struggling with – I mean, I said last week Baylor would lose. Yeah. They had eight yeah. players test positive. So Yeah, I saw that. You sent me that thing. That's crazy. That might said that. Yeah. Because we've seen – players struggle when they come back from it no matter whether they had symptoms or not really uh yeah i don't know i don't know who, who the hell's gonna guard kate Cunningham for this team now butler and mitchell are tremendous but they're not tall enough yeah and i don't think vital is quick enough Teague, no, is Teague so. tall enough i mean that's gonna be tough um but anyway by committee i guess and they could do it you know they're they switch on everything right every single ball screen they switch Every single one. Doesn't even matter. All right. Friday, conference tournament game. There's like a million of them. Semifinals of the Atlantic Sun. The highest seed against the lowest seed and the second highest against the second lowest. The A-10 tournament quarterfinals. You have the quarterfinals of Arch Madness. uh, All on Fox Sports Midwest. Loyola Chicago will play Bradley or uh, Southern Illinois. Indiana State will play Evansville. Drake will play Northern Iowa or Illinois State. And then Missouri State will play Valpo. OVC semifinals will be on Friday. You have round one of the SOCON tournament. The Citadel in Western Carolina. Western Carolina has been on fire, by the way, coming into this. Then Mercer and Samford taking on each other in round one of the SOCON tournament. You have round one of the Sunbelt tournament. Round two of the Western, uh, the West Coast Conference tournament will be Loyola Marymount versus San, Die- uh, San Francisco or San Diego, probably San Francisco for being honest. Pacific and Santa Clara against Portland. 
or wait, Pacific against Santa Clara or Portland. Then Colorado State, Nevada. Colorado State has to keep winning to stay within the field of 68. And Nevada presents a challenge, a talented team that Steve Olford has at Nevada. Now, Saturday, there's like a million games. I'm already on Saturday in like 11 minutes. You're moving. I like it. All right. Saturday, semifinals, the America East Tournament. You have UMBC against UMass Lowell and then Vermont and Hartford. Then the Atlantic 10 semifinals will be at 5 p.m. Central on CBS Sports Network and 8 p.m. Central on CBS Sports Network. Round one of the Colonial Athletic, Elon, not Elon Musk, but Elon, (laughs) against Towson and then William & Mary against UNC Wilmington. Round one of the NEC Tournament, the Northeast, one versus four, two versus three. The OVC Championship game is Saturday night, 7 o'clock Central on ESPN2. Second round of the Patriot League Tournament. Second round of the SoCon Tournament will be UNC Greensboro playing the winner of Citadel, Western Carolina. Chattanooga playing East Tennessee State. Wofford playing the winner of Mercer and Samford. And then Furman and the Virginia Military Institute going head-to-head. Round one of the Summit League Tournament, one versus eight, two versus seven. Second round of the Sunbelt Tournament. Arch Madness semifinals, 12 p.m. Central on uh, CBS Sports Network, 3 p.m. Central on CBS Sports Network. It's the other game. Quarterfinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament will be uh, St. Mary's playing the winner of Loyola Marymount versus San Francisco or San Diego, and then Pepperdine against the winner of Pacific versus Santa Clara or Portland. So a lot of moving parts in the West Coast Tournament because the way their structure is very weird. Right. Um, then Indiana-Purdue. If Indiana can beat Michigan State and Purdue this week, maybe they're back in the conversation. <laughs> That's true. They wouldn't be in, but if they would have some momentum going into the Big Ten tournament, they'd Definitely. likely play Rutgers probably, and then they'd have a chance to probably play Illinois. Uh-huh. That's going to go. Uh, LSU, Missouri. Missouri needs to get something going. LSU is a high-scoring team that needs to keep winning to stay in. Uh, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. So the Big 12 has loaded matchups. This week. All the best teams in the Big 12 are playing each other this week. Right. Uh, so that's a big game. On Saturday, Rutgers, Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota's dead, but it'd be nice for Rutgers to get a win at the barn to bolster their resume. Um, Villanova, Providence. Providence is likely done, but Villanova has had some weekend woes recently. Like they got obliterated by Creighton and they lost to Butler in weekend games. So not sure how you view that one. Uh, Illinois, Ohio State on ESPN. That's a 3 p.m. game, I believe, Central. So this will be a battle for a one seed, I think. Uh, Probably sounds like it. Um, is there any chance that Missouri, like if they lose to Florida and LSU, that they're out? Like, are we still loving Missouri being in? I mean, that drop them to seven and nine in the SEC, and I don't know. I, I have them as a seven right now. I've seen them anywhere from a seven to a ten. I think so. it would take a lot. Like, I think it would take them losing those two games and then getting dropped from the. Uh, the, the SEC tournament, SEC tournament, which wouldn't do it by itself, because then you need other bubble teams to emerge. Right. Like if Duke won the ACC tournament, I mean Missouri's resume is not that great. They have some brutal losses. I mean the yeah. SEC is not a good conference. I mean we're looking at LSU and you're saying that they need to win, but yet Missouri's seven and seven and LSU's nine and six in the in the conference. Yeah, I mean the only good wins that Missouri has, they have four of them, uh, I would say. I mean, the the other two in quad one, I mean, Oregon was completely depleted when Missouri beat them. So Mm -hmm. they beat Wichita State, which is solid, but that was December, so different teams. They beat Illinois, Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Tennessee's not very good. Yeah. 
Arkansas has been good, so they beat them, but they did lose to them as well. But the thing for Missouri is that's going to save them is probably the fact that they don't really have any bad losses quad three-wise or four. Yeah, I mean, they lost to Mississippi State and Georgia, which isn't great, and Ole Miss twice, which isn't great. But I think they'll be saved. I was just wondering, like, I know deep down you want them to miss. I, I get it. <laughs> Maybe. I think the Illinois and Alabama wins single-handedly save them. Yeah. So, uh, USC UCLA a CBS game on Saturday. That's a good, you know, Pac-12 game. I remember last year they played each other. It was a big deal on CBS. So we're doing it again, running it back. Last year we had the same matchup in the last week of the season on CBS, running it back, and then Duke North Carolina. So. This, this matchup between the two means a lot more than the first one because the first one you're like, Duke's probably dead. North Carolina's right there in the bubble. North Carolina's firmly in, I think, right now, and Duke is firmly on the bubble. So mm-hmm. it's a bigger game than the first one. And then on Sunday, the A-Sun Championship, the Atlantic Sun Championship, we'll likely see Liberty in that, I'm assuming, unless we see a big upset. That's on ESPN at 1 p.m. Central. The Big South Championship uh, is a prelude to that at 11 a.m., on ESPN, you have the quarterfinals of the Colonial Athletic Tournament. It'll be James Madison playing the winner of Elon Musk and Towson. Then Hofstra, Delaware uh, will play each other. Then Northeastern will play the winner of William and Mary, UNC Wilmington. Then the College of Charleston, or the College of Chuck, as some might call it, will play Drexel. <laughs> uh, first round of the MEAC tournament, a tournament starting on Sunday. Makes no sense, but we'll go with it. Uh, the Arch Madness Championship, the Missouri Valley Championship, which I'm hoping is like Drake and Bradley or Drake and Indiana State or Loyola Chicago, Indiana State, whatever. Uh, that's at 1 p.m. Central on CBS. The semifinals in the SOCON will be at 4 p.m. Central, 6.30 p.m. Central, both on ESPNU. First round of the Summit League tournament, uh, four versus five, three versus six. I don't think that's the first round. I don't know why I wrote that. I think I've already said this is a second round. Or wait, no, it's the other two matchups in the first round. Okay. Uh, Sunbelt semifinals, 5.30 and 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on both. ESPN Plus for the tournament semifinals. That's interesting. I'm not, not so sure about that. But <laughs> And then you have Michigan-Michigan State, which I'm assuming is a CBS game. Florida and Tennessee. Tennessee's got to get something going. They've been so bad recently. Uh, that's ESPNU and then Wisconsin and Iowa. Once again, can Wisconsin get anything going? And then Baylor completes the – quadruple factor of playing every good team in the Big 12 in the season with Texas Tech on ESPN. So there's your games of the week. That's about 50 games right there, maybe 60. So it is March, baby. Only took me 18 minutes. I thought it was going to take way longer. I was impressive. You were, you were going. I hope everybody took notes because I didn't have I didn't really feel like we needed a ton of input because we've talked about all these teams already. But I agree. You want to talk about name dropping or uh, how many times we've said a team? I think we've said VCU about sixteen times. They're probably leading the, the way on this one. True, because we've talked about how how many random good mid major teams they played to start the season. And then I've lost to Davidson and George Mason in the last two weeks. So I don't know. I wonder who's going to get more conference tournament picks correct between the two of us. I think I took too many. Shots in the dark, which will probably kill me. Unless sure. I have a hot streak with the power six. Could get lucky. Like, if Mount St. Mary's wins the neck, I'll be shocked. <laughs> I just had to go for it. Yeah. South Alabama, too. I don't think they're going to win the Sun Belt, but I went with it. I don't know. We'll find out. So next week's episode is going to be 
a lot of wrapping up the regular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the big tournaments, Power Six, I guess, and the other bigger ones are starting next week. So that'll be fun. There's so much college basketball to watch this week. Uh, like, you know, Sun Belt tournament. What a watch that'll be, right? Quarterfinals of the Horizon. Who's not watching that? Quarterfinals of the Big South. Who's not watching that? Only people that have ESPN Plus, probably. Is somebody Exactly. Is somebody going to take down Winthrop in the Big South? We'll find out. Did you pick Winthrop? I believe you did, right? I think so. Okay, so I'm just going to run down real quick before we're done here. I'm going to run down our conference tournament picks Okay. to this point. I think there's like 11 of them or whatever, 15. Uh, so I actually have a tracker for this, but I haven't updated it yet because I didn't have all your picks before then. So I'm just going to go by the conference. You tell me who you have winning, and then I'll say who I have winning. Okay. All right. So in the uh, I'll just go over the three that we did last week. Uh, in the Horizon, I have rights that you have Cleveland State in the America East. We both have Vermont, and in the Big South, we both have Winthrop. So this week is where we see a lot of change. Atlantic Sun, you have who? Liberty. I also have Liberty. Atlantic 10. I have VCU. St. Louis for me, uh, the Colonial Athletic. James Madison. I took Hofstra, the MEAC. Norfolk State. Give me Coppin State, obviously. Uh, the MVC. Loyal Chicago, which is my team, but I had to go against them Top for the out. sake for the mm-hmm. sake of the three yeah, the, uh, the three bid MVC. Give me it all day. Indiana State, I'll take them. The neck, the neck. I got Bryant. Mount St. Mary's. Don't know why I did it, but I did it. Ohio Valley. I have Moorhead State. I'll quit doing podcasts forever if Belmont doesn't win this tournament. The Patriot. <laughs> oh man, Colgate. I- it was a joke anyway. I'm not gonna fresh, lie. fresh, and so clean, clean Colgate. I'm taking Colgate as well. Of course uh, you are. Even though you hate them. The call of the uh, I almost said the Colgate Conference, the SoCon. <laughs> Wofford. I'm also taking Wofford. Wofford. The Summit. North Dakota State. Give me South Dakota State. South Dakota, a far superior state. Rivalry. North Dakota. Rivalry, uh, Sun Belt. Yeah. Uh, Coastal Carolina, obviously. I'm taking South Alabama. Who's needs to win like seven games to get to the championship? Uh, <laughs> West Coast Conference. Uh, Gonzaga. Give me Portland, right? No, uh, Gonzaga is going to win that tournament. Portland, the three hundred thirtieth ranked team on Ken Palm, I believe. By the way, so there's that. All right, uh, that'll do it for us. This was uh, hour forty one. Last year we had an episode that was an hour forty one. This one's about to hit an hour forty two. I just there forgot about Mick Vick's picks. So do we oh. have any of those? Yeah, he sent me two. Uh, he said thanks for. Uh, Show me the lines because he wanted to bet. Uh, Oklahoma is a one and a half point favorite. He's going with Oklahoma. And uh, he initially said uh, Miami and all the points. And then he said, uh, check that, scratch it. He said, looks like Miami's given up. Give me Virginia minus 14 and a half. Virginia picks a risky one because they've been so bad and them covering that big of a number. He, he thinks that Miami is done for the year, and I, I can mean, see that. I agree. Know? There's a lot you, more fun things to do in Miami than play exactly. basketball. So. And they have no chance to do anything. Um, but I'll tell you this. We could have said that about Miami when they played Duke a couple weeks ago with three or four starters out, and they beat Duke. So yeah, He also said that he would not bet that game, but that was the other game I, that I gave Yeah, that's him, such so. a big number. Yeah. Um, 
And another thing that I wanted to say about the other game is that I, I agree Oklahoma is the, the pick there because they've lost two in a row. They yeah, lost Kansas they need, State. They need they this need game. A, they need a dub, definitely. Uh, let me just see. Uh, let's look at other lines just kind of just to throw something out there. St. Bonaventure seven and a half over Dayton. What do you think about that? I think they'll cover. I don't know if they'll cover that. Dayton is good for a, a good game. Like in – in a regular week, Dayton playing two games. They'll have a really good game and a really bad game. Now, which game is that going to be? You will sure. find out. Sure. Uh, St. Louis is 10.5 over UMass. UMass just hasn't played very many games. That's kind yeah. of their problem. I don't know about St. Louis covering that. I mean, they probably will just because they're desperate. But... Yeah, it's a lot of points. A um, little uh, Big South tournament line for you. Uh, Campbell is a one-point favorite against Gardner Webb. Campbell went eleven and six in the That's Big my South. Gardner-Webb went ten and ten. Who's the favorite? Uh, Campbell is a one-point favorite. Oh, obviously taking them. I would take Gardner Webb plus the one. Um Rutgers is eight-point favorite over Nebraska. One? Yeah. Eight. Eight. Oh, um at Rutgers. At Nebraska. I'll take Rutgers. North Carolina minus two and a half at Syracuse. I'll take North Carolina. Oregon minus four and a half at home against Arizona. I like Oregon. I'll take Arizona. You're going to take those scumbags? (laughs) Yep, just so I can hear you say that. I hate them. Oh, I hope Illinois yeah. actually starts a home at home with them next year and just kills them because they're supposed to start that this year. But I digress. All right. That's going to do it for us. Hour 45. This will probably be the longest episode of this, unless we go really, 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 really deep into the bracket, which we, yeah, have. we, we haven't had a bracket one, but yeah, we had a fake one. And we're going to have to figure out how to do that one because I'm not going to be here. <laughs> It's the way she goes. All right. Uh, we'll be back with this next Monday, and then we will be back with our line I want tomorrow. So, yeah. Come check that out. If you hate Illinois, you can too, because that's all the people that check That's the only people that show up. We'll probably have a watch party on Saturday, right? It's a risky one. Uh, who cares? It's the last game of the season. We have to. We had one for Ohio State the first time they lost. So, true. All right. All right. Cancel it. Yeah, we'll see. That'll do it for this. We'll be back next Monday with this, and we'll see you.